Welcome to the Organized Chaos Cafe. I'm your host, Ben Chan. I hope we can talk a bit about project leadership, transformation, and containing a bit of today's craziness. Welcome and thanks for joining me for another episode of the Organized Chaos Cafe. Today, my guest, she grew up in Toronto, Canada and graduated with a BA in political science and English. She moved to the U.S. where she's now based in the L.A. area and worked her 9-to-5 job. But things took a turn where she's now doing her own public speaking coaching with her Speak With Confidence Academy. I had the pleasure of being coached by her myself on my public speaking abilities so I could reach my own goals in conference speaking and podcasting. I'm more than happy to go and welcome my next guest, Maria Malik. Hi, how are you? Hi, Ben. I am good. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. And I first want to ask you, how did you get into the space of public speaking and moving from political science and English degree and then going into this, which seems like it could be a pretty large leap? Very different. It really is. So when I was in university, I think like a lot of people, I just did not know what direction I was headed in, what I was going to be doing. And I really did think that I was going to go into a law school. Once I graduated, I tested it out a little bit. I was an intern for a lawyer and I hated it. I was like, wow, I'm so glad I did this because now I know that this is not something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So like a lot of other people, I just started working. I got a nine to five job. I was in the insurance world. It was okay. I mean, it was one of those jobs that was just, you know, paying the bills and everything. Eventually, when I moved to the U.S., I started working for Stanford University. And this time around, I actually had to do a lot more public speaking. So there were a lot more presentations that I had to do, a lot more public speaking in general, lots of speaking up in front of C-level executives. I think this is really when I honed in on my skills and I was like, okay, you know what? I need to continue getting better at this. That's kind of how I got into getting better at it. Slowly, what ended up happening was people would come up to me and say, hey, Maria, that was a great presentation. Can you please help me on mine? I have a very important one coming up. So I started working with people, just helping them on the side. Eventually, I saw such great improvements. And I was like, wow, it's just such a good feeling seeing people go from being shy, nervous, afraid of public speaking to becoming such great speakers and speaking so confidently. So what ended up happening was that my husband got a job in Southern California and he's like, hey, it's a great opportunity, we should go. And I took this as an opportunity to start my own business. I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't 100% sure. So started dabbling into this. I was like, okay, how do you create an online course, right? I knew a lot of professors at Stanford. So I spoke with them got lots of tips, lots of things, learned so much from them, hired a business coach, created my program, and here I am now, almost two years later. That's really great to hear. And even for me, I think I want to say I accidentally fell into management consulting and project management. And you very quickly discover what you don't want to do, but it becomes a little bit more of a introspective journey to actually understand what you do want to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And for you, like, how has that changed in terms of how you do your work? 
it's changed me a lot. When I got my job at Stanford, I thought this was it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm happy. You know, I want to work for this university. The job was great, but there was still something missing, right? I still felt like there is more to me, right? There's more that I can offer. There's more that I want to do. And I think a big part of this was also knowing what my strengths were. Like I knew that I liked to work with people, right? I knew that I liked to help people. I didn't know in what exactly. And I also just knew that I was a naturally good speaker. I wasn't while growing up. I really had to work on it. But this was a skill I had kind of perfected in the past 10 years while being in the workforce. So I just knew that I wanted to help people. I didn't know what I was going to help them with as I kept looking into it. And when I hired my business coach, I didn't even know what niche I would go into. Right. And one of the first things she asked me to do, she told me to go ahead and I do this in my program, too, because it literally changed my life. She told me to go ahead and ask the people around me, what are my strengths? and What are my weaknesses? Right. Once I did that, almost everybody came back with, you're such a great speaker. You're so confident. You give great presentations in one way or another. Everyone said that. And I was like, oh, they're right. And this is actually something that I enjoy doing. I remembered helping people in Stanford. So I was like, OK, why don't I see if I can help people with this? So it took me six months to create my program, to test it out, to practice, to put people through it. And, you know, I put people through it and some of them got okay results. Some got great results. So I had to really tweak it and see what was working, what wasn't working. And just to answer your question, Ben, it is a lot about yourself. You have to know who you are, what you're good at, what you're not so good at and embrace it, right? Play on your strengths and minimize the weaknesses. So that's what I did. And it's completely changed my life. Mm -hmm. And I think even for your students, you've helped transform their lives, even in myself and how I'm able to go and present and speak. And maybe you can go into a little bit of, you know, what are the transformations that you've seen in people? And I can always see the joy that you bring into the classes when <laughs> you see people improving, even just in the impromptu speaking classes and things like that. So, you know, what, what helps drive that? What are the transformations that you've seen? How do you even feel about all of those items? Gosh, I love it. And you're right. Like this is something I actually really enjoy doing it. And that's why I'm doing it. Some of the transformations that I've seen are incredible. For example, I had this one person, she came to me because she had been interviewing for the past year. And she came to me because she had a couple of really good interviews lined up and she was just so frustrated. She's like, I can't seem to get a job. This girl was very smart, brilliant, right? But she had no confidence in herself, in her abilities. And she just wasn't very aware of how she was coming across in her presence. So she's one of my most successful clients. I started working with her. We were only three weeks in and she did another interview. Not only did she get that job, she went back and asked them for 30% more than what they were offering and they gave it to her, right? To me, that is so satisfying. And when she called me, she was crying. She was like, I cannot believe this. I have been trying to get a job for a year. Even if I ever got a job, they wouldn't pay me what I wanted. And it just wasn't working out. She's like three weeks working with you, Maria. And I landed my job. And just that joy, like when she was crying, like I could tell these were tears of joy, right? That feeling, like it gives me goosebumps even just now when I think about it. Because when I put the phone down, I was like, oh my God, wow. Like 
to be able to do this for somebody because that's changed her life, right? She's got a new job. Her confidence is so much higher. Her and her husband had just bought a home. So now they could like do so much extra stuff. Who doesn't want extra income, right? So that for me, it's life changing, right? And if I can help someone go through that journey and the reason why I feel like I can help people go through that journey is because I've done so many of these things myself, right? So the program, it's literally my life in the last 10 years, everything that I have learned. Definitely. And even when I think about the name of your course, right, it's Speak with Confidence Academy. It's not public speaking 101. I think public speaking is one thing where you're in front of an audience and presenting in front of a conference. Mm -hmm. But being able to go even speak with confidence on one on one situations, or inside of meetings, it's it's more expansive than just public speaking. And and mm -hmm. for me, I see there's a large difference, even in how I would go and speak in executive meetings, how I would speak with other people one on one, because I don't want to necessarily ramble, I want to keep it to the key points so that they know that what about what I'm talking about, and they can hopefully comprehend it as well. So mm -hmm. when I think about speak with confidence, it's that's exactly what it is. It's in all situations. It's not only on the podium. Exactly. And I really kept that in mind. Yeah, I really kept that in mind because I was like, you know what? Public speaking has evolved so much now. When you're online, you're speaking, right? If you're doing a live, like this podcast is a form of public speaking. So I really wanted to keep that in mind when I created the program. So you learn how to speak online, offline, in front of two people, in front of 2,000 people. So for me, when I help someone, I want to help them inside out. I want to give them that confidence, that transformation that no matter where they go, they're going to do well. Right. And I'd also say the things around the mindset and their commitment to do that really helps to drive that success because there's so many people that I see that, you know, they... They say, yeah, I want to go and do it, but then they don't commit to the process mm -hmm. and then they don't see that happen, whether it's in project or in work or in your course, you can see that dynamic come into play. Yes, I do. I do. Absolutely. So a lot of people come in very excited and then, you know, sometimes they lose that motivation, but that is also why you hire a coach, right? I am that annoying person that would be like, hey, where are you? I haven't seen you. Or you missed the call. Where's this assignment? Where's that assignment? I started calling out people now, right, in our mm -hmm. Facebook group. And it's pushing. Sometimes you need that push. You need someone to be there and remind you, hey, remember, these are your goals. So I try to do everything on my end. But at the end of the day, it has to be you and how much you want it as well. Yeah, and I love how you keep your students accountable, even myself, <laughs> to be <laughs> exactly. able to go and achieve that success, right? Yeah, and it was honestly, like, Ben, you were such an easy person to work with. And I love telling people that. And that's why I said, Ben, this is like my dream client when I posted about you on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's like, this I is know, my dream it's client. Still, it's still getting likes on it, even now after after months of being posted. So yeah, that's, exactly. that's really great to hear. And uh, I mean, I, I did notice that a lot of them are also um, from different cultural backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And how has that come into play in terms of how you coach? Because I'd say for myself, it's Chinese culture, a lot less outspoken on mm -hmm. a lot of things, right? Culturally, it's following what the superiors tell you, what your managers exactly. tell you. You just kind of go about it and you and you're not supposed to speak up. And how has that impacted how you approach the coaching aspect? 
So it's so interesting that you talk about that because majority of my clients, right, they all speak a different language and English is their second language. So they grew up around parents who spoke to them a certain way, taught them different types of ideologies, different types of just everything in general, like how to speak to adults and you should only be spoken to, you should only speak if you were spoken to, for example, right? So you grow up so different at home and then here you are at university or in the workforce where now it's like, okay, well, what's your opinion or what are your thoughts on this? And now we're all like, uh, uh, what? Like you care about my opinion, right? So I'm seeing a lot of this, like the more people I'm talking to, the more I'm understanding that the way that we were raised versus what the expectation is in the US, the Canadian workforce, it's very, very different, right? So of course there's a fear of public speaking. No wonder there's such a big fear, right? Because you're learning one thing at home, you go to work, it's a total opposite. And now you have to actually work that much harder to overcome that fear and perform a lot better. So there's a huge correlation between that. I'm seeing it more and more. And I've experienced that myself, right? My parents taught me Urdu, very different. I was brought up a very different way. No wonder we're all introverts, right? Majority of us. It's because of just the way that we were raised. But at least now we're grownups and we know, okay, there, there's a problem here that I need to fix if I want to be successful. And I'm here to help, basically. Yeah, and the, the critical thinking piece, I think, is also very important, right? Of that self-introspection and then saying, yes, there is something I need to improve upon mm -hmm. or there is something more I need to go in and do. I think that's that's been an excellent point that you brought up here. And recently you had a LinkedIn post that did go viral <laughs> that I got picked up by the editors, it sounds like. And oh my gosh. how has that experience been? Wow, mind-blowing. First of all, I didn't even know something like this was possible on LinkedIn, right? I shared my story because I was like, my story is directly related to why I help people, right? I help people use their voice. I help them overcome their fear, their anxiety of speaking. I help them embrace their voice and be okay using it, right? So when I shared my story, my the whole point of me sharing it was to tell people why I do what I do right? And it blew up. I think it's almost at 2.5 million views around there right now, which I didn't even know, like I said, was possible on LinkedIn. So when this was happening, I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Like I literally freaked out. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, how to behave, how to act. I was like, uh, uh, what? And my mailbox was just completely full. I had gone from, I think, 3,500 um, followers to almost like 20,000 within four or five days, which is insane, right? And not only that, but so many people reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, I've been through something like this, or I'm still stuck in something like this, or my sister went through something like this, and I had no idea that I would be able to reach this many people. And I am speaking to a magazine, and that's going to come out soon, where I talk about the whole story in a lot more detail. I, I honestly know, I didn't think anyone would be interested in it. So to see that kind of feedback, I was like, wow, I'm so glad I shared my story because I've, I don't talk about it with anyone. I've never talked about it with anyone. And this time I was like, I'm just going to do it. Tell everybody this is why I do what I do. And it's been crazy to say the least. Right. And I think that definitely speaks to the aspect of authenticity and being able to share your inner fears, being able to build that relationship 
with the audience and even me reading the post I was kind of like oh my gosh that's those are huge changes and challenges that you had to overcome to be able to get to where you are right now mm-hmm. so in terms of the post going viral and everything how are you handling that now because to me that feels like it's another crazy effort on top of just your regular coaching oh yeah oh yeah I was so overwhelmed I'm an introvert any type of like energy, any type of exertion, like I can maybe do something for half an hour and then I go, I, I go nap because I run out of energy so quickly. <laughs> so you can just imagine like all these messages and I'm the type of person, like I think if someone took out some time to message me, like I want to respond back, right? I don't want to ignore it. So responding back and everything, it completely drained me. All of February, I was working maybe Apart from when I was sleeping, I was working. I had my laptop in bed. My husband's like, go to sleep. What are you doing? Right. I was getting up at six in the morning. I was working all the way to like seven, eight. I wasn't eating and I got really sick too, just because your body eventually tells you, Hey, you need to stop. Right. But I've changed up a few of my systems now. So I'm doing things a little bit differently. So that's going to free up a little bit more of my time and I'll still be able to help a lot of people. But just to answer your question, it's been insane, Ben. And I can't be more thankful, though. I'm so happy. Obviously, I think a lot of us, this is what we're looking for when you're doing a business. You want to reach the right people. You want people to come to you and say, hey, I need help with this. Can you help me? Right. So it's completely blown up my business. Number one, it's helped me, I think, build a lot of trust with people. And I think that's one thing that we don't realize. Right. Your audience needs to trust you. And I teach this in my public speaking program. People need to trust you in order to listen to you or understand your message or buy from you if you're trying to sell something. Right? So life-changing, but I'm so happy. Like, I'm enjoying the journey. Things have calmed down a little bit now, which I'm happy about. (laughs) Yeah. And what's really helped you keep grounded through all this? What's helped me stay grounded is... I would just say, especially on LinkedIn, it's just like that connection, right, with people. I think a big part of, like, once stuff like this happens, I think something that a lot of people do is they forget, like, how did I get here in the first place, right? Like, I had built such a good connection with so many people online, made new friends. And I think if more than anything, I'm just trying to appreciate each and every single one of them, right? I'm trying to remember who helped me, what they did for me, and I want to be able to re- like repay them, right? And that's one thing that I see that people don't do. When they make it or whatever you want to call it, right, they become successful, they forget how they got there. And for me, my biggest thing is like I, connections are huge for me, right? I want to still remember the people that were there for me. I want to help them. I think that's what helps me to stay grounded, remembering like, hey, remember, like just last year, I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe my business isn't going to be success- successful. Maybe I'm going to have to go back and get a a job. And I was like, oh my God, like, right? I was like, I was at that point. There was a, so many times where I was like, this is just not working. Because before I came to LinkedIn, I was on Instagram. I was on TikTok. I was on YouTube. And it was just very slow, right? So I think that whole thing with just remembering like your journey and People are always thinking about the future and I think people forget to just enjoy the moment and realize how much you're learning and how long sometimes it takes for things to build up before you see that big breakthrough or you see the results that you want, 
right? It is a process. Just trust the process and just don't give up. Keep being persistent. If you really want something, just keep doing it. Figure out a way to do it. That's my superpower, right? I ask you in the program, what's your superpower? Mine really is persistent. Where my husband's like, you scare me sometimes, right? Because if you don't get your way one way, you try something else. If that doesn't work, you keep going. You'll do it 10 times until you figure it out. And I'm like, that's just me. I can't give up. I don't know how. Oh my gosh, that sounds like my kids. When they really want their candy, they'll, they'll find it somewhere. <laughs> if you if you say no, that's okay. I'm going to go to my one mom and I'm going to ask mommy if I can have that candy. Yeah, the re- the relentlessness, yeah. right, of, of it all. <laughs> you have to if you want it. If you want it, you got to yeah. be like a kid, right? You can't go to your mom, go to your dad. You can't go to your dad, go to your grandparents. You can't go to your grandparents. Okay, uncle, aunt, somebody can help Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I think I heard in there as well is just being grateful or having gratitude for the past and the journey is something that, mm-hmm. you know, we should sometimes take a pause and along with smelling the roses is who planted them. <laughs> exactly. I love that, Ben. That's yeah. a nice one. <laughs> Great. And for you, like what's next up and coming for you? Is it to continue going the Academy or are there more things on the horizon for you? Yes. So while you were in there, remember I was telling you I'm trying to revamp the program. I have so many new things I want to add. And I just got so busy now with all of this. But I really want to take out the time now that my schedule is going to clear up a little bit. Instead of doing one-on-one consultations, I'm going to do like a live group coaching. Not group coaching, but like a master class where I can teach and let people know, hey, this is my program. So I'm moving into that. That's giving me a lot more space to grow my program. I definitely want to continue growing my program. I have so many other opportunities that are coming my way too. But for me, my program, this is like my my bloodline. Like I created this from scratch. It took me so long. I still remember like all the hours I've put in and I just love what I do, right? I want to continue doing it. I want to be able to help more people. So it's just growing my team now. I've hired another virtual assistant. I had one before. I, ha- I have another one now. So it's just growing my business, continue helping people, and just seeing where this takes me. So yeah, definitely improving the program because I have so many new things I've learned that I want to add in there. I just need the time. I just need the time to like put it together. But April, April is that month. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you need a project manager, you know who to who to call. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's great to hear that you're expanding the program and really pushing it forward. And for our listeners out there, where can they find you? How can they find the program? Yes. So with all of this, I am building a website. Finally, I'm like, okay, it's time. I had one before that I put together myself on Squarespace, and it was honestly embarrassing. That's why I never told anyone about it. (laughs) But I finally hired someone to build me a nice website. Um, It's going to be mariamalik.us. But it's going to be out in another month or two. So by the time you release it, it should be out. But for now, LinkedIn, I'm on there 24-7. I have stopped Instagram. I have stopped TikTok. LinkedIn is amazing. It's given me everything that I've wanted. So I'm giving it my all as well. So LinkedIn, Maria Malik. And hopefully by the time this airs, mariamalik.us should be out. .com was taken and it was being sold for like $2,000. I was like, God, I'll just go with the US. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know who bought this, but I guess I'm just going with .us. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. All right. So yeah, if 
our listeners, they want to go and find her website, I'll be sure to go and post it in the show notes where you can go and correspond mm-hmm. it. And Maria, I just want to thank you so much for being able to come onto the show and just giving insight into what you've been doing. Yes, Ben, thank you so much for having me. And I know last time we were trying to do this and that's when everything kind of happened and I wasn't able to do it, but I've been looking forward to this and I'm so happy we finally got to do it. Music is brought to you by Gabriella Shu. Go check her out at hillbrightmusic.com. Thanks again for listening to the Organized Chaos Cafe. This is brought to you by Climb Consulting. That's C-L-Y-M-B. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or go to our website at www.climbconsulting.ca. Thank you.